From racing.com and top sport, this is a good three with Dr. Turf, Matt Welsh and Paul Tatnall. Hello and welcome to another big edition of A Good Three. It's a, a sunny Monday morning, a little bit of a winter chill in the air. Paul's lost his voice after the footy and running around at Luna Park on Sunday. We'll get a bit more on that shortly. But Turfy, you had $100 bills uh, leaking out of your back pocket as you went up the stairs. You've had an absolute fill up. No, I haven't. It was a, a useful day, I would have thought. A useful day. And I, I enjoy bending on a track like Bendigo. I know the inside probably not ideal. but um, Especially for those who thought the inside would be the place to be. Well, we and talked about that speed. last week because it had been the previous couple of years. But certainly, and I think it got filled a little bit also by the, um, the staying race where um, the, the uh, Williams horse... Bolted him, but I think it probably had 100 yards on them. Point in the pan, I think it Point, did. And had uh, Beautiful ride by Alana Kelly had too. Had clearly improved by um, by its uh, debut at Sandown. So you probably thought, oh, well, it looks like this might be another leader sort of track. Well, that was the end of it, wasn't it? It certainly was. Uh, you also found Mr Brightside on God Wednesday, Thursday, Friday I, on this show. Well done. Explain the price to me. I'm not being a smart aleck here. Explain why he wasn't. $12 or something. Well, look at the All-Star Mile. Form stand up. First, second, third over the line. He all the came through the All-Star Mile. And was he the best run in the All-Star Mile? He probably was. He probably was. We'll touch on the Doncaster Later. shortly. Uh, Paul Tatnell, Monday morning, new week. You had a big week last week, but <laughs> cats have won. You've had a big day at Luna Park yesterday. How are you feeling? I actually feel <laughs> rejuvenated. That was my nine-year-old's daughter's birthday yesterday, so we had 11 of the best children in Melbourne, my wife and I uh, corralling them around Luna Park for four hours. Four hours. Uh, That's so a challenge. It was, that was a good day. She was happy in the back of a Geelong win as well. We bounced out of bed. So, Scenic uh, Railway? Yeah, Give that a run? Going, still going. No, the best thing about it is that the adults weren't given tickets. Or only the kids were. So, you just chucked them on the rides and watched them hang on for dear life. Um, and, I, and I had a reasonably good day on the punt. Um, I managed Jeez. to... And I, I, uh, yeah. There's a bit of mail going around on Saturday morning, Turfy, about um, Henry Dwyer's two-year-old. It had jumped out. Averagely. Well, no, no. Other it, it, it had an Indian death lock on it. Yeah. It, it, it's, you couldn't tell. It but had it, a very couple of very quiet jump outs. Very quiet. Um, all holla, I'm saying hallelujah, is... her name. All I'm saying is you couldn't pot it. You couldn't... You say, couldn't pot it, but... Because... I keep warning you about jump out, uh-huh. and you, ne- you don't listen to me. So I got a text message about 45 minutes beforehand from a good friend of mine. You know this man. We won't mention him. Uh, he's listened to the podcast. Who? I, we, swear, we swear by secrecy here, but he, you know, he said, oh, listen, our initial group are keen and they're ready to launch. So don't need much. I'd, you know, I'd bet on uh, I'd bet on mice running around my backyard turf if I could. Um, got, in- <laughs> got into it, and uh, happy days. So, uh, and obviously, it was one of the Better days of racing I can remember uh, over the last period of time. Good solid day. It was a good solid day. Very competitive racing. Yep. Uh, the quality was really strong, uh, you know, for early April. Often our fields in Victoria drop off a fair bit, but it held up really well. I think Bendigo held their own on Saturday. There's often conversations around whether they should be go up against, say, the Group 1s in Sydney. I think on Saturday they proved that they should. I'm going to have to get you guys to shout me lunch. Mm-hmm. I had to Matthew hitchhike into the money. studio today. <laughs> it was an up. absolute strip, strip out. out. I love hearing you guys talk about how much you won on Saturday. How long are you going to whinge about it? So I could not hit the broad side of a barn door. And I tell you what, what is worse than a strip out. Yeah. Losing money on the punt is one thing. When you're sitting in the <laughs> studio on air 
covering two meetings for racing.com and you cannot find a winner and mm. people are rightfully throwing – well, and, and as they should when you don't do your job like that. That was just appalling for me. So uh, just in case anyone out there followed me on Saturday. It was a very, very competitive day. That does not change the yes, fact that you put yes, the does. work in, you sit there on air and you feel like, I don't even want to describe you what are, you feel like, but it is a shocking, shocking feeling. You're crestfallen. I think you need to speak to someone. Well, I'd race I'll bounce back. I had racing.com on the weekend. My daughter walks up the stairs at home and she goes, that's Matt Welsh. That's just the He's voice. zero from seven now. No, she, she knows the voice. <laughs> the, you are doing it real hard. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some of that, that good racing. One of the most phenomenal training performances on the weekend with Hitotsu taking out the dub. And we've said it time and time again with this training partnership. What a remarkable performance. And what you know, an amazing race it was to watch. It was a fantastic race to watch. Johnny Allen did a great job on that horse oh. as well. Um, what we might do, just quickly, Turf, is just get the last 400 metres. Why not? Down the outside, Hitotsu and Benno both putting in big runs. They're wide out. And Benno moved up on the outside of Hitotsu through the centre as a leg run. It's a leg run coming out on Benno. Between them, Hitotsu trying to lift. Hitotsu is left. So, at the the three hundred metre mark, he looked gone. Two fifty, two hundred metre mark. He's going to be a pinball machine in the middle of a pinball machine, wasn't he? It was like a prized fighter with two black eyes, blood pouring out, getting off the canvas. (laughs) (laughs) You know, future as a tabloid editor, Matthew Welsh. I thought he was cooked. What were you going to say? That the priest came out and read him the last (laughs) right to the furlong. You know, I'll tell you what I'm really interested in and this is up to uh, you know you guys to sort of further investigate i'd love to be, have been a fly on the wall in all the discussions prior to this preparation and all the stuff that went on behind the scenes in in deciding on the preparation deciding it would be short spell f- uh, following on from our derby australian guineas into the aj or the australian dub whatever it's called now on a heavy 10 which wouldn't have helped him either I'd just love to have known the mechanics, the science that went into that preparation. Well, apparently he came back, bounced back after the Guineas win in far better shape than I hoped. The data here in Kieran on RSN this morning are saying he was, we exceeded our expectations. The only doubt was the, the track, the state of the track on Saturday. He said he thought he was going to fly and he did. They're happy that he's only had those two, prep, uh, two runs in the prep, ready for the spring. Uh, the fascinating bit as well is where they go to him. In terms of the spring campaign, sure. the Cox Plates, the, clearly the one they keep talking about. Um, and then he's talking about a Japan Cup, but clearly, uh, you know, clearly the question is why not a Melbourne Cup? The weights would clearly be an issue. Um, but it's a fascinating horse. Fascinating. Interesting to see what sort of international gallopers happen, you know, what, what uh, happens this year with the protocols and all the sort, that sort of stuff that I suspect may dictate what he does as well. Um, but you'd love to see him have a crack overseas, wouldn't you? Just as a yeah, race fan. Like they always killed me about Winks. And he, he's, he's probably a stallion who might end up in Japan well, being you know, uh, Japanese by, by, the, by the, a Japanese sire. My next question, right. though, is how long is he going to stick on the racetrack? He, he's already he's worth more money as a stallion than he is as a racehorse. The, the positive there is that most of the owners 
aren't short of a quid. No. That's never so, stopped them before, yeah, though. Well, it, it certainly stopped the Winks people from sending it overseas. Yeah. Uh, well, it didn't stop, you know, it did stop them. They were all Maldives, the Inghams and all of that, but they didn't want to send it overseas. So, how long, there. honestly, how long do we think it'll stick Well, around? I think with a stayer, middle distance staying type, it's not like a jump and run two year old. You, you've, you've probably got a bit more substance there, and you're probably a little bit more confident not sending him to the breeding barn straight away. So, you'd love to think we can get another. At least one season out of him. Yep. Does what about Nature Strip in uh, in England? We'll Is get that to that in a sec. But yeah, that's going to be exciting as well. Seeing yes, uh, I'm just saying we, we may see some stage. of our uh, some of our champs uh, be able to prove that they're champs on the uh, international stage. If he goes to Japan to run the Japan Cup. I'm going to cash in every make good with my wife to make sure. I, I reckon they're going to be the greatest experiences of everyone who's been to a track in Japan. I've never been. And uh, said it's one of the greatest racing experiences, one of the greatest cities in the world. Um, I reckon that it'd be one and of the best experiences. And the Japanese are proving themselves to be the best horses in the world, this the most elite. It would be up there with the Ark. They're probably the two greatest challenges yeah. on the world stage. It's fascinating what they've done there. In uh, I know it's a number of decades now, but they have built a racing industry from a blank canvas, buying Kentucky and English Derby winners and you know, arguably we're the best stadiums in the world these days. Mm. And um, I haven't been to Tokyo, but I went to the races at Kyoto. It was a midweek meeting and it was a 12-race card and the races were 30 minutes apart. So they left from one mounting yard and they returned to another mounting yard just to expedite the... And I'd been there for about 10 minutes and a race had just been run and an army, and I'm talking about like 24 or 32... uh, People went out on the track, marching in army style, uh, in uniforms, and then about 400 metres around the track, there was another 32 of them, marched out onto the track, and then another 400. So there was about 150 people out on the track, in uniforms. I thought, what the hell's going on here? And then I realised they were just divot replacers. How good is that? <laughs> they, were, they were just... just Preparing the track again for the next race. And uh, we have had an Australian winner of the Japan Cup. Better listen up. Better listen up. up, yeah, of course, famously. And uh, the um, Bart's fan, Saintly went there yep. and got ill, I think. Maccabi mm. um, Diva went there as well, I think. Yeah, she may have. Uh, but but Saintly, I think Bart said after that he was never, never going to take another horse overseas because Saintly was never the same after he came back. Anyway, well, that was the derby. The overhead vision when Benno, Allegron and both came in on Hitotsu, it looked like there was going to be a car crash. It was yeah. quite extraordinary. But, uh, gee, that was I reckon he wins the by, racing highlight on the day. He wins by over two lengths without that interference. And Allegron, you know, who I worried about him in but he's just a very dour horse that was suited by the, the rain-affected track. Yeah. But he, he's now got two derby placing. So, uh, Benno as well, shortened in the Melbourne Cup fields and the fields for the spring after the weekend. So. He ran pretty. He ran yeah. at Newcastle on the Monday, didn't he? He and did. Had, and yep. had run well Quick there. Quick backup. Uh, Nature Strip, third TJ Smith. Yeah. As soon as Eduardo let him lead us. Comfortable as he did, it was shut the gate, wasn't it? It was all over. Um, there wasn't it wasn't really high pressure either. Um, Politi ran really well, but um, he is just a star that horse because he's. We talked about it the other day. He's probably having his eighth or ninth or tenth preparation, and um, arguably his last two years has been his best two years. You look at him second up. He's two from nine. So that's what he was last start when he got and beaten third by Eduardo. Up, he never gets he's beaten. seven from nine third yeah, up. Okay. It's it's remarkable. Yep. And his record when he's two weeks between runs is moderate. And once you get three plus, it's mm. just simply 
well, outstanding. Dan O'Sullivan wrote and tweeted on the weekend, when he gets his grand final race, despite his lead-in, he'll often peak. Um, I took him on on Saturday. I thought we could have seen the end of the strip, but I got stripped out in that race. Um, I, I, I agree with you. As soon as Eduardo let him pass, I'm like, oh. You know, rip up the tickets. Turfy, uh, Rod Lyons had a few choice words for a couple of Nature Strip's doubters post-race. Let's have a listen to what he said. What a great it's, uh, thrill. What a champ. He's, he's an champion. absolute champion. He is. I think finally, he might be recognised as a champion. Does it annoy you a little bit that he hasn't Absolutely. been receiving the accolades? Absolutely, it does. You know, he, he is a, he's a free course. He's take back caviar out of the scene. He's as good as anything we've had, I'll tell you. So, Turfy, let's place Nature Strip in the list of quality sprinters that we've had over the last four or five decades. It's black caviar clearly on top, isn't it? Probably. But, you know, I... Are you saying probably? She's the greatest (laughs) sprinter the world has ever seen, and you're saying probably? I, I, I hate comparing horses, particularly from different eras. I mean, was black caviar better than Vane? You know, we're talking about a horse from the 60s and another horse from 50 years later. Who cares? Okay, where Rebel. does Nature Strip sit? Is and, he a champion? Yeah, of course he's a champion. How many group ones has he won? A million. He's the best sprinter of the last four or five years. By that far, uh, doesn't matter. So, yes, he he rightfully, and I know that the champion gets bandied around a fair bit, uh, but he is one. Should have, should have been a million and one up the lightning too, Matt. It wasn't for that. Oh, let's not stuff. mention the war. I'm still not over that. Turfy still can't reconcile with hey, the fact that he should have beaten Home, home affairs. affairs. Please, always. I find it fascinating why he'd be any doubt. I, I want to saw the comments on uh, social media on Sunday. I, I, who's doubting it? I'm How is it possible? I don't think there are people doubting it. Maybe it's just uh, artificial noise. I'm a little bit perturbed as uh, how long you hang on to a bad beat for as well. It's been a tough you know, couple yeah, of months. Yeah, if you want to sort of I've had, I've had mice. I've struggled <laughs> to find a winner. I don't know. I'm just sort of down you know, in the dumps. Everything is cyclical. Everything is cyclical. It's not what happens this week or this month even. It's what happens over a period of time on the punt. You Spoken should know like that. like a wise man. Well, it's, what happened last week is irrelevant. You know, if, if it happens week in and week out for three months, then you can have a look at, look at yourself in the mirror. He's probably going to head to Ascot now, Nature Strip. That'd and I be think great. that's what we all want to see. Yeah, love to see it. So you're going to have Nature Strip, Home Affairs, Artorias over there. The English sprinters won't know which way they've gone. Yeah, no, it'll be exciting. And uh, that, that uphill track at Epsom will suit them. At Ascot will suit them. That's a, that's a real outside of Black Caviar going over there. That's probably you know, the strongest team we've sent over. Yeah, well, of course, you know, there were the Miss Andretti's and Schwarz yeah. and uh, Scenic Blast, did he? Uh, yeah, he went over. He, he, he went over, yeah. yeah. So they got a great record. Terrific performance by Nature Strip. Uh, great story with the Doncaster, Ben and JD Hayes getting their first group one in their own right. Let's listen to the concluding stages. Forbidden Love, a length clear. Home Thunder strikes the big danger. It's Forbidden Love, three quarters to Home Thunder struck. Working into the clear, Mr Brightside from Ice Bar. Mr. Brightside charged up. Mr. Brightside takes the lead. Ice bath runs on. Mr. Brightside for the Hayes boys wins it. I'm well, Terry, I'll give you the floor. You would have been uh, celebrating like the D's had won a flag. You were very keen on Mr. Brightside. I was mildly chuffed, but I, I want to acknowledge <laughs> what those two boys have done because they were, in a way, thrown into the deep end. Uh, and it didn't take very long for them to knock up training winners. The other thing that needs to be considered is uh, that they had 
a number of horses taken off them. Sure. A lot of owners, I won't say deserted them, but there were certainly horses that went in different directions. And, and, um, and typically, Old Man took a few over uh, up north with him as well. Yep. There's a few. Do, so, you, do you remember there at the time when it happened, the atmospheric noise around what it means for Lindsay Park, would it work, and the pressure they were under, why the split had happened? And, I, you know, I think I couldn't be happy. Two really nice guys of racing as well. They deserve their plaudits, the Placing the thing you and I discussed off here, they're yeah. placing the horses. We've really noticed well. they've trained really well really the last well. six months, and you know, a, a horse like Mr. Brightside is a great example of their training ability. It took him through his grades last preparation, all the way through, got the Seymour Cup, went to the group run, he, he ran out of his skin. So, fantastic preparation. Then they brought him back in the autumn, and he's done the same thing again, mm. building up great run. Blamey run was sort of okay, you know, leading in the solid run race. He was only second up into that. Great run on the All-Star Mile. And now he's won the, um, you know, one of the best mile races in Australia. It's a great training It's a great story. training a great performance. Training and, and their horses have raced really well for the last six months. They've looked really well the last six months. And I reckon the old man would be very, very proud of them. One of the other things they're doing, I know they're putting a lot of time into placement and tactics. And, you know, you, you can get a horse as fit as you want and there's a, a lot of people out there who can get horses in good order for race day. But those one percenters, tactics, sure. placement, Look, I know, uh, knowing the form of the other horses in the race, what, that's what takes you from a good conditioner of horses to, to an elite no doubt. training some group. Of the, some of the placement you see, some of the placement of horses by stables, you scratch your head. And I, I know that the Mar joint took a guy from one of the huge corporate bookmakers. Matt Ricks firms. from Sportsback. You know, so... That, though, that attention to detail, and that, as you say, might only be 1% of the operation that gets the horses over, you know, into the starting stalls, but that gets them over the line in the right races as well. It certainly does. Uh, the All-Star Mile provided the trifecta of the Doncaster, the <laughs> old MF, hashtag MF Melbourne form. Yeah, has it, um, has it added, a, added a little bit of credibility, the um, All-Star Mile? Regarding its how, future how can and it everything. Not no, well, how it, can it not? For, for sure. I mean, I did read, and you probably read also, people had brought up things like, well, our horses haven't been racing on bog tracks for the last two months and they are, you know, still got improvement in them, still the ability to perform on race day and find that little bit extra because they haven't had such gruelling race day experiences. Could yeah. be the case. I mean, a lot of these preparations are sort of mapped out by the race schedule and often it's two weeks between runs, you know, sometimes three weeks being the ideal lead up races. So you're sort of beholden to the the calendar unless you want to mix up the campaign like the, the, the Ma used to stable have done. So, you know, two weeks between runs, heavy 10 week in, week out, probably does t- overtax a horse. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it was a, a very, very good day's racing, I've got to say. It certainly was. Uh, one of the other features on the day was the Group 1 size produce. Let's have a listen to the last 400 metres. She's Extreme moved up now, took the lead away from Dormier, three lengths to Fireburn, it's She's Extreme drawing two lengths clear, Fireburn, she's looking to defy history, she's giving chase the slipper winner, and Fireburn went past She's Extreme, she's a very exciting filly, Fireburn she by two lengths. She is a star, Fireburn. Yeah, she sort of got under our guard, didn't she? You know, she was in the slipper. I, mean, I know she was in the bedding in the slipper, but she was, went into the slipper off, I think, three consecutive wins. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing wrong with her form, but it's not like she went around a shorty or anything like that. And uh, as we talked about last Thursday, her slipper win was devastating. 
I six mean, horse, she, six that, horses have won the triple crown. Yeah. Only one filly, Burst. Is she going to win the triple yeah, crown? Well, it's hard to tip against her. Yeah. You, you know, and really she looks like she'll eat the mile up. So um, she annihilated that field on the way. I, I know she's extreme kicked and I thought, hello, you know, she's got a good big break here. But once she got into her work, and really no horse had won down where she won either at Fireburn on the weekend, so she's ended up bolting in. Brennan Abdullah and the fine... No, $4,000. I don't want to start creating more controversy. Right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Mate, it's, it's been a week since you did. Oh, I tell you, I'm still recovering. But can you believe, I, I can understand safety, I can understand that they want the jocks to ride out the mount. He'd won, you know, 100 out, and that little, uh, Come follow me, follow me, can you catch up? It's Great entertainment. It's not only that. Look, it's not uh, original either. I mean, I've seen it uh, in English racing and jumps racing on a number of occasions. And you made the the um, safety issue point there, but surely standing up on your tippy toes in the irons and throwing the arms out and I mean, I that's suspect, far more dangerous. Well, I would have thought so. And he might have only copped a fifteen hundred dollar. I just do it. Tell me once on track. I think I must have, must have seen on air similar. And he goes, you know why? The main reason it is. Like, why? And he goes, because this safety falls off and all the punters do their day. And all of a sudden, I was like, why are you making sure they don't do it anymore? It's it's a safety aspect, but the jockeys are necessarily taking their own safety into account there. It's the fact that if that one in a hundred chance the jockey falls off. Well, we uh, saw it. We saw yeah. it a couple of weeks yeah, ago. We did. I think it's it was the Kangaroo Island. Kangaroo Island. But I, I, I get it. I'm not, I, like, I like a bit of theatre. Um, you know, it would have been a great it's Great photo. for the old racing narrative. It's a great for the narrative, Matthew. Well, that's a look at Sydney. It was a, a terrific day's racing. Well done to all concerned as well with the track. I mean, they've just had so much rain mm. up there, and I thought it raced well. I thought it raced really well. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And uh, this week, um, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how it backs up. It's going to be wet again, Turf. Is it really? It's During the week? Is. Absolutely. Let's just quickly touch on Bendigo. The Golden Mile was taken out by Cherry Tortoni. Tell you what is rare is seeing uh, Patrick Payne on course. As soon as he turned up, you knew he was going to have a big day, and yeah. he certainly did. Beautiful ride, that Cherry Tortoni as well. Mickey Day, he outstanding. Has, he hasn't got a great pattern, the horse. The horse's riding pattern doesn't help him, but once he was just off midfield uh, with cover, it was um, he was going to be hard to beat. The, the story of the day for mine came up early with Colesridge. Mm. First up for Arthur Pace. Arthur had sadly lost his wife. Within the last month or so, Harry Coffey's post-race interview, which I want to play now, was just outstanding and gave a little bit of insight. Yeah, I'll try not to um, get emotional, actually. it's I don't really worry too much when I win a race because that's what we're expected to do. That's our job. But the Pace family, they're rippers. I love riding in their colours. And <clears throat> the fact that um, Arthur lost his... Wife and he's two. The whole family lost their mum a couple of weeks ago. Well, might be a month ago now. Shocking. And what do you do? You keep getting up out of bed and work your horses. Why wouldn't you when you got one that can let rip like that down the outside? So um, it's a massive thrill for me. Their families watched my career and given me every opportunity they possible could, possibly could. My whole riding career. It's because. Um, when I was a younger boy, Dad trained here at Bendigo and he used to tie up next to Arthur and uh, it was plain and simply shit when they lost their beautiful mum. So this horse is uh, 
made some of the hard times a little bit easier today. He's a classy individual, is uh, young Harry Coffey, and it was great to see that horse win for uh, the entire family there. And um, He's a great ambassador for racing, Harry, um, especially the country circuits, you know, Obviously, that's his best in post-racing interview. He's done a lot of great conversations on both .com and RSN that really, for me, speaks to the great narrative and the great reason why you should involved in it, racing. He speaks very well. That horse, named after Colin Brow, who's a, a jockey who passed away with leukaemia. I do remember Age Colin. 33. Yeah, he and was, he was, had a lot of ability, Colin Brown. His dad, Alan, was a... a Quite a good trainer at Bendigo as well. He had a very good horse. Well, Alan trained the the dam of Colesridge, Two Hills. Yep, that's um, right. And so that the name of the horse, so co- the coal part of Colesridge is obviously after Colin Brown, uh, Colin Brow, and then the ridge is after Pindy Ridge, which is the last winner that Colin Brow actually rode. rode. That's a great so, story, isn't it? Yeah, it was really nice, and they're obviously local Bendigonians as well. So I just thought that was one of. Just an amazing story out there on Saturday. He's actually quite a promising horse too. I know it was a he was on the on the limit there um, because he had got up to a an eighty four race. But um, <laughs> sorry, get over it, mate. Seriously, well, we've all been losers. But I, I, um, no, no. But I, I made him a horse to follow on the trial show, and I just thought he found too strong a race on uh, just another big mistake. Too strong anyway. a race. You see, the other thing was a lot of those horses that you. Main fancies. He was getting four kilos off those horses. Let's get into the news. From the newsroom. Paul, there's been rumours about the future of Macedon Lodge sort of swirling around in the background of late. I think it's been on the market for some time. What direction is it heading in? Well, you and I have both heard uh, the same whispers, I believe, that um, not only has there potentially a sale as close, but there's been some tours of the property. Um, Make a nice bed and breakfast, I reckon. <laughs> I think that if you can afford for your kind You'd of budget, you build turf, a golf course out there, yeah. too. You could possibly, yeah. Um, I do believe there is has been some tours. I can't get it. What makes me think that we're close is the fact that no one really wants to comment, and then even off the record, people are like, oh, I can't talk about it, which says to me that there's movement. It's been in the market for a while. There's yes. a, it's been significant work at the moment done in the background in the industry around big sites for other um, training facilities or quarantine facilities that could be it's been one reason put forward to me as well i think you've heard potentially though something different oh no look i think a sale is imminent i think a sale is imminent uh i i think it will potentially you know something spit it out no i I just i i I just said exactly what i know stop talking about the weekend turfy all i'm saying all i'm saying it was a weekend that started so well too because the d's won on friday night uh no I, i think a sale will be announced shortly (laughs) <laughs> Look at you You're just You he's know what He's broken him. He's broken You're a broken man he's I've got a tipping service You know And you're more than welcome It's on the Discord platform oh, I've known You're more than welcome To free subscription. To subscribe I, I don't know about free But I'll, I'll make a, dis, a Friendly discount for you Of all the cash In the Welsh bank account For him to come in Hurting as much On a Monday morning I've never seen anything like it must like have it. been A strip out it's, I have never seen anything like So many like punters it. Can send in their cans Of bag I'll tell you what I did uh, I'll tell Welsh. Well I had a bad day Saturday I really liked one On Sunday at Hamilton Hang on I was Let very Very keen Now I watched I had I, I actually you had a couple of bets at Hamilton yesterday. Don't tell me you back Dothraki because it was the best beat of the ding, day. Ding ding! Oh, hey. No wonder you shattered. Trolled. Well, they put up four dollars fifty plus. Uh, I was as keen as mustard. It's I reckon he was about six lengths off the second last yeah. horse. 
halfway through the race yeah, and he went down a narrow, narrow margin. You know, why so you, you know why you have to watch the Hamilton meeting? Because there's a lot, a lot of horses on their way to Warrnambool that go through absolutely. that Hamilton meeting so you get to see how they're progressing in their campaigns. I can't wait till we get to Warrnambool. Having a few of your tales, Turfy, oh. from, from bulls I don't remember past. any of them. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, Warrnambool, over the years. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. A look from the book. Presented by Top Sport. It's always good to catch up with Tristan Merlihan. Is it? <laughs> yes, it is, Terry. Don't say things like that. He's we're, a we're recording, by the way. So uh, be that. nice, be nice. But uh, Tristan, first of all, we'll get straight to the most important part of the weekend. How'd the dog race go Saturday night? What did you guys have for dinner? Yeah, well, it was. Um, there were a few well-backed. Uh, get a good morning, firstly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there were a few well-backed favourites that won the features. So the, uh, the there was a few slim pickings in the offering. But uh, one of the boys, there was a bit of controversy last week, as we know. And one of the boys, he'd had a self-imposed exile for a month from KFC, and it was the <laughs> first uh, the first Saturday of April. He decided that he was going to throw that in. So I think there was four guys that went with him, and uh, a bit of solidarity. I obviously had to go back to Taboon just to try to wind the boys up again. So that was my selection. And then one of the guys threw Domino's in. And uh, as fate would have it, Meadows race four, Domino's saluted number three, Kenji Giant. So there was, uh, again, a little bit of uh, disharmony in there between the troops when they thought they were going to get KFC. So no, it was good fun as always. Who, who put Domino's pizza in? I mean, what <laughs> well, sort of... I think, I think there were seven people asking the exact same question, Turfy. Dear idea. That's, I would have thought, Tristan, a sackable offence from Top Sport. You talk about a couple of stingy off offerings after a, a lean weekend for you as a bookie. What's the stingiest thing you've ever put into the mix in this greyhound race? Uh, warm water. <laughs> what, not, not even a tea bag to go with it? <laughs> when it's a really bad day, it's, uh, yeah, that, that, no, nah, we normally, uh, two-minute noodles is on the offering. And then, yeah, when we have a fat fill-up, it's the banquet at Chinese. That's always the the, the variance in, in the in the variety of the options there. Okay, before we talk about uh, the big meeting at Randwick, I'm just interested to know about Bendigo. We had a standalone Saturday meeting um, at a provincial track, but, you know, one of the best provincial tracks in Australia, I might add. But I'm just curious to know how you found the um, the turnover, given the fact they were big fields and uh, strong fields. Yeah, no, they were strong fields. There was plenty of people betting up uh, on, on the Bendigo meeting, which was really good to see. The, obviously, the Golden Mile and, and, and all that. Like, though, it was some really, really good betting, particularly late in the day. So we got through the first couple of races all right, which um, are generally on those, I think we spoke about it a fortnight ago, when, when they do go to those provincial tracks, they're always the ones we're trying to dodge. But um, then the, the punters found a, a couple of the winners in the big races. But, yeah, turnover was still good and obviously it complemented the big meeting down in Sydney very, very well. Well, let's talk about Sydney. Nature Strip, he bounced back to his brilliant best. He loves being third up. He loves having a little gap between runs. Did the punters find him on Saturday? 
very easy in hindsight, isn't it? And the punters definitely found uh, Nature Stripper was 260 into 230. I was a little bit uncertain. You know, it looked a little bit of a plain run there last start, and we were happy to, to take on Nature Strip at the price. But, yeah, the punters backed it 260 into 230. Very, very well supported. Um, we were a little bit fortunate, though. Uh, Mask Crusader was also very, very well backed, and um, Paul Ailey was also well backed down the bottom, too. So sometimes, you know, in these big races, when you've got, obviously, Eduardo and Nature Strip as the two that are obviously going to be the ones that punters come for, when you can lay a couple of those others, it makes for a decent book. So we had a lo- loss on the race, but it wasn't as big a strip as what I probably thought it w- would be just looking at the at the flux. Well, just as well you guys don't bet in the run, because I reckon after they'd gone 250 metres, he would have been threes on Nature Strip, the way he tracked Eduardo there. And I, I kept hearing about the, the money for Mars Crusade. I couldn't buy it myself, could you? No, I thought that was strange, but I didn't get much right on Saturday, so I wouldn't be listening to what I say, Turfy. He's a very crestfallen person this morning, Tristan, is our Matt Welsh. I've never seen a bloke come in on a Monday morning basically shattered. It's like you lost a relative over the weekend. Well, you probably did. You lost half your bank and that was your relative. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty important one at times. But anyway, uh, let's not talk about that. You said it was a tough day on Saturday. Where did the punters get you? Who who were the big losses? Who were the horses the punters were really keen to pile into? Yeah, well, the punters started the day very well. Similion in the opener, the kindergarten stakes, was well backed. Even though it drifted um, on the official flux, it was well found early and then we laid it quite heavily on the best of the best product. So went 280 out to 340. So the punters got off on the right foot there. But then the worst result by a significant margin for us was in the English size. The um, Fireburn was was absolutely massively back $2.50 and for a couple of strides there I thought we were a chance of getting it rolled when she's extreme uh, kick clear but yeah Fireburn way too good it was again it was 205 out to 250 so on paper it looks like it's got the blows but yeah with the we, we take big big best of best bets on these feature races and uh, that one was uh, one where we were definitely licking our wounds after the size. Does that mean you won't be helping uh, Brett and Avdala with his fine? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm quite happy to see that little fine uh, kick in there. Oh, I actually thought it was uh, it was a little bit of banter. I enjoy that sort of stuff. But, yeah, certainly on this occasion won't be uh, kicking anything into the fine. Tristan, quick one. Uh, connections might as well have scratched um, your lay of the day, Regal Line, after they heard you made it the lay of the day. It was beaten <laughs> uh, out of sight on Saturday. Did you get plenty out of him in the derby? We did, we did. It was uh, that was um, obviously Hitotsu winning the race was um, you know the, the favourite winning. So we did mention that I thought it should have been a bigger split between the two, and uh, it was very very impressive. Geez, it was uh, when it when it found that gap, it was a very impressive uh, performance. So we just lost on the race, but we definitely stood real regal line over the top. It was um, one of those ones where it was very well supported. It got into a lower four forty and. Um, then it bounced back to $5 and sort of stayed there over the official calls. But, um, yeah, we certainly stood that for, for a significant amount. Hitotsu was was just a loser, but I think you probably caught that in a in a derby when the favourite wins the race. So, yeah, it was good to, good to dodge a couple of bullets there. Uh, Tristan, w- Robbie Waterhouse and Gay Waterhouse have put an outstanding video on social media this Monday morning as we record. I managed to catch it on the way in. Now, it's a bit of a tour of Robbie's study. Certainly a few unique offerings in there, and I know you've seen the video, but what would stand out if we did a tour of your office? (laughs) I did watch that video. I found it quite amusing, and I think it went for, what, two minutes and 30 seconds just going through all the the different parts of it. I reckon it could have gone for another hour. There was that many things to, uh, to display and explain. Yeah, I reckon if we went into my office, we'd probably walk in the door and we'd spend maybe 10 to 15 seconds talking about my uh, 
runners-up mug from the 2014 C grade indoor cricket, and that's probably as far as we could go. So I probably don't have the, the quite the extent and the variety of uh, of Robbie or the or the background as well. So no, it was uh, it was a very interesting video. Yeah, I don't think there's a human being in Australia who hasn't got a trophy from indoor cricket, Tristan. I don't think that's a highlight of the office. <laughs> uh, the multi, very quickly. Terrific. It was well, out, I, I it was out <laughs> before lunchtime. It went awfully still, Skies. I've got to say, it was just a horrible run. And we won't even worry about what happened to the rest because you, you lost your leg, so it was done and dusted. It, it was done and dusted. Cutting and Queen was another one, and uh, she travelled okay. But you're always at the back. No, she was in stride. Yeah, she was in stride once they straightened, I reckon. You know, I I knew she was going to get back a little bit from that awkward draw, but yeah. I am Superman, I put in. Probably should have run a drum. Yeah, I'm worried worried about him running a mile. I am Superman. I think that's a little Achilles heel for him, but he is racing well. But. Long time between drinks for him now. It is. uh, Tristan, great to catch up with you. Look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Talk Thursday, guys. Having a bet on the racing this week? Top this. With Top Sport's best of the best multis, top odds are guaranteed. Place a best of the best multi during Saturday Metro meetings for the top flux or dividend from the best three national totes. Plus, there's best of the best to win up to five grand too. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Oh, Taffy, Paul decided to step out and take a phone call while we're chatting Hello. to Tristan, but he's... Do you uh, Racing Australia business or well, Macedon business? Who knows? What's, what's is, is it breaking news? <laughs> Only time will tell, my friend. Trying to find out who Matty's source is after he's almost <laughs> silenced during the discussion of Macedon Lodge, but watch this space. All right, guys, it's been uh, a little bit of fun. The mover and shaker is about to move and shake. <laughs> what do you do I'm going to move, I'm not going to shake to. What do you do to recover from such a weekend? I might... I you know what you do? You know what you do? You know what I've got is back to back meetings. You sit yourself in front of the camera today and punt. (laughs) Because give up never won a race. That was a good three. Presented by Racing.com and Top Sport.